Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast. Where's the comic book problem? Shake the shit out of it. She is the um, queen of I'm not your monkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, do that again. She's like, nope. No. <laughs> nope. Okay. You missed. Ari will not dance for us. Maybe we'll get her laughing later, and I'll. I'll, I'll use, no, be, she does not. She only dances if she wants to. I know. Yeah. Imagine your child being stubborn. That just um, that, that does not compute at all. That's just super. Weird. I don't. Uh, are you uh, projecting something, Brian? I'm not projecting. I am. Uh, I am stating a fact based on 20 plus years of experience. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, anyway, hey, welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Um, we are continuing our month of uh, Indigenous Peoples books with uh, the a Girl Called Echo, Volume 1, the Pemmican Wars. Is that how we say that? Yeah, Pemmican. That's how I actually say it. Okay. Anyway, I think that's probably correct uh, based on my loose grasp of the English language. Um, but speaking of loose grasp on the English language, we have joining us Aria. Hi, Aria. She just literally walked out. Oh, of course she did. <laughs> so we have Aria's keeper, Mr. Todd. Hi, Mr. Todd. Well, hello there. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. How are you? You know, not dead yet. Yeah, we're working on it. That's it's it's in progress. I mean, puberty's over. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, but you have second puberty to look forward to. What? Oh, I don't want to know if I know. I don't. I don't uh, but it's, uh, okay. I'm asking. What's second puberty? <sighs> well, second puberty hits when you turn thirty, and second puberty is when you start to grow hair where there was no hair, like on your ears, and you also start to heal slowly. Now let's start to what slowly? Heal. Oh. Like if you hurt yourself, you heal slower. That's a thirty. I I always thought it was thirty, but. Maybe when you hit 40, you get third puberty. I don't know. Uh, okay. Sorry. That was my wonderful sidekick. Oh, did your sidekick come back? Yeah, in and out. She likes to grab buttons and push them all at once. Ooh, fun. Yeah, and pull on things. and like, oh, that's a button. She probably turns off my on and off my Xbox 30 times a day. I would like to point out also your child likes to push buttons. Something no one would have ever called. Um <laughs> I, I, I'm getting all these feelings of something that you've built up over time. Do you have something you need to let out? No, I think I've let it out over time. I'm just pointing out that there is a funny irony here. Um, perhaps a sense of turnabout is fair play at some point in time? No, but she's nice. I'm not sure where that comes from. <laughs> well, then she's going to get much worse than I think. <laughs> she's also half of someone else, you know, and I think your that's wife true. is quite awesome. So, yeah, you true. know, I'm sure that makes up for a lot of things. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hope so, because <laughs> if all she has is me, heaven help her. <laughs> I mean, I've got a manly brow line. I guess on a woman, it can be called handsome. Could be. She could be like that girl. Uh, who's that? That terrible uh, movie with the thousand city of a thousand planets. Valerian. Valerian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're talking you're about Cara Delevingne, Delevingne, whatever. I, yeah, I don't. The know. eyebrow. Yeah, What's I just looked at her and think of the eyebrow. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, don't do that. <laughs> this is going to be so amusing. <laughs> oh. 
I don't know how to segue into this. So hi, Lena. How are you? Well, oh, you're you're now in Denver. I am. I am in Denver. You're in your new digs. I am. And I you get am. a couch this weekend. No, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Ooh, tomorrow. before the weekend. Yeah, I know. I get the I get the couch tomorrow. I've been in Denver for the last uh, two weeks. A uh, week. Oh God. Uh, I've been in Denver for the last week. Been in my place for the last like four days. Uh, so slowly, furniture is getting delivered. Nice. Um, so I'm excited. I finally like use my my new pots and pans today for the first time. So woo. Although I realized I don't have a set of knives, so I can't really still really can't cook anything because I'm waiting for those to come in as well. I mean, and I ramen no doesn't require knives. Well, yeah, but I'm not a fucking college student. Like I have saying. money. <laughs> I can afford the things. Well, that's why you make fancy ramen. <laughs> <laughs> like or, I told my boss a couple days ago, I was like, it's like we were out late. It was like till like seven or something like that. And he's like, What are you gonna do? I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna go home and make some ramen. He's like, Oh, I'm so sorry, did I keep you out too late? I'm like, No, no, I'm doing fancy ramen. Like you get at a restaurant. He's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, you hear ramen and you think those like little packets, and it's yeah. just like you're super sad sitting with your like 50 cent ramen. And, yeah, and there's a there's actually a restaurant that's like god a five minute drive from my apartment that has amazing ramen mm-hmm. um but i oh, the other piece of it is i hate cooking yeah but okay. yay denver yay denver yay. go denver uh, I, i'm not good at segues today apparently my segues are off but hey adam how are you good and uh like lena i actually don't know what day it is either i uh Went to a local pizza place because uh, Papa Murphy's does take and bake. And on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. it's like $10 anything. And so I was like, oh, it's $10 anything day. And I got my pizza and I was like checking my email receipt. And I'm like, why was it $15? Oh, it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So that's been my day all day long since the moment I woke up. It's just been a clock, which is work went well and therapy mm-hmm. went well. And But yeah, up here in Utah, uh, living the quarantine life, which is ironic because I deal with thousands of people in public each day. But Aside from that, I'm generally home. I just finished Lucifer. I had a lot of fun with that. Mm. Uh, I think we're starting The Boys tonight, season two. Nice. I haven't watched that one yet. And what's funny is I like The Boys show, even though I really didn't like the comic when we did it. So maybe I need to go back and revisit or something. I don't know. The comic, I think, um, the first book I do not think is indicative of where the book goes. I think it suffers from that problem we've run into a few times where it's like it tries to be overly crass because it fucking can. And then uh-huh. as it goes on and it starts to focus more on the story, it's, it's actually far more palatable. It's sort of like, like some of the bloodiest seasons of certain shows are like the first season and they kind of get like into more of the plot and the characters and then they're not nearly as bloody or violent or sexy or whatever. You know what I mean? I feel like the boys comics was a little bit like that as well, but okay. Um, well, it does happen, but their big uh, event story is called hero gasm. It is. That's true. I approve of that. I do enjoy <laughs> a good hero gasm. Don't we all though? And hey, I'm Brian. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm just gonna edit this so I don't sound like an idiot. Um, I'm How much editing ca- are you doing? Not a ton normally, but today apparently I'm just not on my game. So apparently today. Kind of week, man. It, it really is. is. There's that something going week. on. It's a weird week. It really is. So for 2020, Backer. I decided the official mascot. They say uh, hindsight is 2020. So mm-hmm. the butthole is the mascot for the year. <laughs> it's like the flag Sorry. for community. It really is, but yeah, it's just the butthole. That's the mascot for the year 2020. And they have a prominent role in the upcoming Dune movie. 
Yes, <laughs> with teeth. Arr. It's like a Wicked City, that anime we watched when I was when we were in college. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> that was the toothy vagina. Yeah, it was. Oh, sure. I guess we should do a summary of this book. Uh, basically, this is about a girl um, named Echo. Uh, I believe she is a foster kid is what they sort of imply because she does go and visit her mom at one point in time. Um, she is a member of the Pemmican um, tribe, but doesn't know much about her history. Um, she's really into 90s uh, music and fashion, it seems. And she seems to put in her headphones and drift off into this very vivid imaginary version of a historical event. Um, it's a very odd framing device, to be honest with you, that um, goes and, and basically talks about this this war that happened in Canada. Basically, a bunch of assholes trying to grab land. Well, not necessarily. They're not all assholes. There are greedy people who are trying to take land away from other people so because they want you know money for something or other. So, yeah, that's the basic gist of it. Um, and unfortunately, I'll just say it now, like a lot of the books we've read this month, it's volume one, and then so you start reading it, and then all of a sudden it's over, and you have no idea where it's going to go next, um, unless you you know look up the war on Wikipedia. Uh, so, but this one at least I think I'm pretty certain there is a volume two, so you can go and, and finish this one, unlike uh, other books that we have read. But uh, Mr. Adam, what is the cocktail for this book? Uh, actually, so my my cocktail is called the Pemmican, and I think isn't the tribe named the Metis or Metis? I, I, I'm oh, did I say it wrong? It. Okay, you're right. Okay, you're right. Yeah, because I think pemmican's like the dried jerky they make. Is it, oh, is it that what it is? I think so. Okay, I side with Adam on that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Then that's that's totally my. Oh, mind. it's like dried bison, I believe. Okay. Yes. But anyways, Adam, yeah. So correct. So and, and I don't. It's M. Uh, then it's an E with like the little like uh, accent over it. T I S. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Metis. I'm not. I'm gonna say it wrong. But yeah, it's called the pemmican. So you take a shaker filled with ice, you add uh, one ounce of amaretto, one ounce of frangelico, one ounce of dark cream cacao, and then four ounces of milk. You shake the shit out of it, and you strain into a rocks-filled glass. Who has a drinking game rule for this book? I do. It's whenever the main character feels more out of sync of the real world versus that. So as you watch her flipping through a lot of pages... She will be in sharper contrast while everything around her will be washed out and fuzzy. Oh, really? And that's her not feeling like she fits in in the current time. But when she's transported oh, back, okay. everything is sharper and more clear. I'm seeing what you're saying. Okay, I didn't catch that, but I see what you're saying. Now. So whenever she's floating through reality, you need to be um, knocking it back. Uh, mine was going to be as at 1990s already. Uh, basically, every time there's a reference to 90s music and or fashion um, in the book, uh, specifically pretty much with her, um, I would say take a drink. Lena? So mine actually fits with yours, Brian. Um, yeah. Every time she restarts the playlist. Oh, yeah. Because it's only one playlist that she plays. So mm-hmm. every time she restarts the playlist, take a drink. Yes. And I like how it's mom's old music. Yeah, mom's mm-hmm. old music. Yeah, I know. Mine's just called "What the fuck was that?" Uh, <laughs> basically, when you get to the end of the book, and which takes five minutes, and you're like, "What the fuck did I just read?" Uh, you just finish your drink. <laughs> okay, jumping on that. Here's my initial thought on this, and and we can kind of go from there. I feel like there are two interesting stories here, and I don't know why they are put together in this book. I think there's an interesting story, and maybe it when it gets into volume two, it gets better. Um, but uh, for me, it's sort of strange that. 
you have um you know the story of this girl who's um a foster child and she's learning more about her heritage that's one thing but her really in-depth sort of vision memory transition to this war which is its own interesting story that connection seems very odd and kind of reminds me <laughs> it reminds me of when i was um in college i worked for a, a local theater and there was an opera company that would do youth operas so they would have school classes uh they would send out a music specialist and they, the kids would write a um like an opera uh, with the help of this person. So they'd write out the story and the lyrics, and then this person would help write the music. And then we would perform them on the stage, so I'd have to mix these operas. And there was a sixth-grade class that wrote a story um, about a kid getting sucked into his PlayStation, I think, 2 at the time, and hitting all these different historical um, time frames. And it was such an odd sort of trying to force this narrative together it kind of reminded me of this i will say noteworthy of that was the song hi ho hi ho it's off to hitler's work we go which i always thought was some of the more amusing lyrics that i ever heard while doing that gig but uh, mr todd what are your thoughts it's like reading this book you're going on a date with someone and after the appetizer they run to the bathroom and just never come back has this happened to you todd no, I dated I married my high school girlfriend. What do I know? I know. I, know. I, know. I just wanted. To, I just thought it was. I was hoping there was some sort of dirt from uh, from high school I never heard before. No, 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 no. I mean, I people are like, "What advice about dating?" And I'm like, "I'm not the one with any experience there." So don't ask me because none of it's real. And I got married before Facebook was a thing. So that's also awesome. hell. If I know. Yeah. All right. So back to the book, man, it was short. Yeah. There was volume two. There's volume three coming out soon. Um, it looks like they're trying different decades or time periods with each volume. I was reading up about this. So I don't know. I was disinterested and it ended so soon. I didn't feel bad. Mm -hmm. That's really how I feel about the book. Okay. There is one sequence where she's talking with her mom and she goes, Hey, I'm learning about our heritage. It's like, oh, that's great. It's like, do you know about our heritage? And the mom's like, Yeah, no. not really. Yeah. I don't. And that's rough. And that's not cool. But I think back, what's my heritage? I'm like, I hear lots of stories about winter yeah. wheat and hand carts. But beyond that, I don't know a whole lot, frankly. Yeah. So I'm not sure how much better I am. Yeah. So, I mean, I. I think that is sort of actually a general theme we've seen in a lot of the books that we've read this month. It's sort of this thing of like um, indigenous people not being aware of their um, their own history, but I don't think that that's different. Like I agree with you. Like I I know some weird useless little factoids about my past family, but that's because I was raised Mormon and my parents have done like specifically my dad has done a fuck ton of genealogy. So like I know a lot more of that stuff, but like. I mean, I wouldn't say that I know specifically much more than anybody else. So, I mean, with that, besides that being said, our history is pretty much like taught in school thoroughly. Well, yeah, there's a version of it taught in school, whether or not that's yeah. accurate, I don't know about. I that. give you that, but at least there's a version. Yes, no, for sure. So, my personal history, I may not know, but this whole, um, you know, they say teaching history, the uh, concept they teach history is rise of the West. Mm. is the format in which history in the United States is generally taught. Mm. Of, if it didn't relate towards Western Europe 
being awesome and how it spread into the Americas, we kind of cover all of that in one chapter that's not related to that and say, oh yeah, other things happened, but we don't really care. Well, and I also have never been in a history class that made it to Vietnam. Like, I've never had a history class, like even an American U.S. history class, that ever made it really much past the Civil War. Like, I, like most of them like, kind of got hung up in the Civil War and then never really got past that. Am I the only one who's had that? In college. Oh, well, yeah, college. But, like, high yeah. school, like, never got very far. But, yeah, high school, no. College, I did. I, but, but even then, we only made it to mid-70s. That's still we better than, make, you know. We didn't even make it to Reagan, which. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've I've been listening to a a documentary podcast about punk rock music, and they've been talking about the Dead Kennedys. And it is fascinating, but some of their songs and the political history behind it um, about what was going on in San Francisco in the late 70s, early 80s is eerily familiar to what's going on now um, and kind of amazing and shocking and a little bit depressing of how similar things are. The thing, though, was I was listening to Dead Kennedys when I pulled up... uh, coming home from work and apparently my mailman was a hardcore punk rocker back in the 80s because he was loving the fact that i was bumping some uh, some dead kennedys and he was uh so we sat and talked a good 10 minutes about different bands he'd seen in the area back in the day it was great he saw some great shit anyway uh mr adam what are your thoughts on this book i mean it, it's kind of going echoing what <laughs> echoing uh what todd was saying is that you know one of the common themes that we're seeing throughout this month is the fact that the people who don't know their heritage because it's purposely being swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. And I, I, again, this is, this is kind of the first time we've branched out into doing books about uh, indigenous peoples. So for me, it almost kind of feels like uh, a lot of LGBT cinema and art in general, like whether it's graphic novels or books, this and that really focuses on the coming out experience because it's something that's very universal to, to my communities. Like everyone mm-hmm. pretty much has that coming out story. Everyone's got, you know, they're, that's really, really similar for pretty much every person because, you know, no one comes out as straight. You know, you, yeah. you gotta be like, hey, I like boys now. I like Actually, girls now, or... technically, I did. I did come out to my mother as straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you, Brian. I, I totally did, too. I felt I like did. it was only fair. I was like, Mom, I have something I need to tell you. I'm straight. And my mother, God bless her, said, we still love you, darling. It was very nice. Of her. <laughs> that's why. Well, that's one of the reasons I love your mom. Didn't think that you were gay, and specifically asked, even though you've had boyfriends before. But because you went to one prom with a girl, you know, we'll still love you, Lena. And I'm like, I'm straight. I can't believe I have to have this conversation with you. I was like, Why are we doing this? <laughs> why are we having this conversation? I was like, Even if I was gay, why do we have to have this conversation right now? So yeah. I, I had a coming out that I was straight. Sorry <laughs> to, to poke holes in your argument, Adam. No, I no, still no, think you're, you're right. But we <laughs> happen to have two examples here. Like <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adam. As you were no, saying. no, you're, you're fine. No, no, don't worry about it. It's like the idea of kind of finding your roots and finding out your, your heritage for indigenous people who grow up outside of that culture. Like, you know, we've, we've had people who even growing up in the culture in our very first book, The Three Feathers, who didn't know it because it just wasn't, even growing up there, it wasn't part of their lives. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I like the theme of that. I just don't think this book really executed well. I, you know, there, there's some interesting stories. And again, like Todd said, there's two interesting stories that are intertwined very strangely. It's not like peanut butter and chocolate. It's like peanut mm-hmm. butter and mayonnaise. It's just good things on their own, maybe not together. 
much as my dad who likes peanut butter, mayonnaise, and pickle sandwiches, which is gross. So again, I'm not, I'm not at all opposed to these stories. I just don't think they did it well. And again, it's a book you can read in maybe 10 minutes. I mean, they're, most of the, the pages don't have dialogue. And the art is beautiful. Don't, I do yeah. like the art a lot. And we're, this month also has been a big thing in my saying, like, hey, this art is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, again, it's like the, the to-be-continued thing I can accept. But if we're going to do a to-be-continued story there kind of needs to be a story before it and it felt very watered down and like they couldn't focus on which one was more important to tell because you didn't even really have a climax or even a, Hey, this is what's coming next because mm-hmm. the character didn't even really get a chance to go anywhere with that knowledge. Like she's like, Oh cool. I'm, I'm, I'm disenfranchised because I'm in a foster home and all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm not happy at school. I'm not happy with my home life, but also no, oh, wow, this cool shit's happening. This is, my people. This is where I came from. And then it's just kind of like, Hey, well, next time we'll tell you about it. It's like, you didn't really give us a chance to even get invested before you gave us until next time. So mm-hmm. I think that was my problem with it. And I, I would love to see where, where the story is going, but at the same time, I really think that they should have included if there is a part two, part one and part two, even if it's not the full story, probably would have given us more of an idea of where they're going for it. And like the actual point behind it. Mm-hmm. So I do want to give them credit for having I mean, two interesting stories and for having really amazing artwork, but I overall, it just doesn't feel like it congeals into one, you know, cohesive piece of art. I guess if that's yeah. my pretentious way of saying it. <laughs> well, and, I, and I, I agree with you on that. And I can arguably say that like, it might happen later on. And what we have here in these 60 pages, they don't make sense together, but like, I think they need to go on. The other thing I think is interesting. And I'm wondering if there is a connection to this is a lot of these were actually funded by the Canadian government's Arts Council. Um, like, a lot of these just different books. This one, I think, is connected to it. There's a bunch of other ones. If you look at the front of most of these books, it's, um, there's, I think, the Canadian Art Council's on there. Or, like... I'm looking right now. I thought this was part one of those. Canadian Arts Council... Sorry, it's in the back. It's on uh, support of the Canadian Arts Council. It's a pretty common thing in, like, a lot of these Indigenous people's books. A, because I think that the Canadian government recognizes graphic literature as a more bona fide art form than perhaps maybe the American Arts Council. Is no. My, my first suspicion. Uh, but second off, I wonder if that's part of the reason of why we keep running into the stories that are short, is I'm wondering if there's something in the funding, or I don't know what it is, and I don't want to make assumptions. But I'm, I'm seeing those two connections, and I don't know if they are actually connected or if it's just sort of a weird happenstance. Lena, what are your thoughts? Uh, I agree with, with Adam. Going with my, my drinking game, I thought it was so interesting that it was that the art always really showed every time she restarted the playlist or every time mm-hmm. she was looking at it. So I was like, I was waiting for there to be something to show mm-hmm. why there was such a, like you, you see her mother, she goes to visit her mother towards the end, but then it just stops. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea why her she's not living with her mother you don't mm-hmm. understand like, and at first i didn't even realize that it wasn't her mother that she was with yeah until until she says oh your mother called or you can go see your yeah. mother or something so, yeah yeah, yeah. So it, it, they explicitly had to say something so you had mm-hmm. no idea uh it had the the whole like um mom's old songs and everything mm-hmm. had a had a guardians of the galaxy kind of feel to yeah me, oh yeah that's where true, it felt yeah. like the songs like something about the playlist the fact that they show it every time that she she restarts it and it's always mm-hmm. the same playlist that she's playing over and over again i was waiting for there to be some significance mm-hmm. and then we're just left with this like 
well, read the next book. And I'm like, I, okay, I would have liked something, anything yeah. that would, that you're like, had Adam said, where you're just like, give me something to be like, oh, I need to read. Like it, they just, they left you with nothing. And they're like, so the, now you have to read the second book. And it's like, I wish you would have just given me the option to get both of them together. Like, had I been able to buy volume one and two together, I had done it and mm-hmm. read the whole thing and been done. But it, it was a little aggravating, I think, to anything is that you just, you end up finishing the book with more questions and totally confused as to where, what they're trying to get out of it or what mm-hmm. this, what the, like, what exactly was the mission of the book? Is it, is it to show that she doesn't know her heritage? Is it to show that she, like, there were two, there were two different stories happening and I don't know what do they tie, maybe they do tie together in volume two. Like, I I just, I don't know kind of what the, what the, the mission of this book was, was meant to be like, Mm -hmm. what was, what was the, the point of it was my question. Yeah, it's and, interesting. Like yeah. I wanted to see. Like I kept reading, and I was really angry when I got to the end and went, uh, "I don't understand." Yeah, Where, I feel like I was. I'm like, did I get the wrong volume? Did I get the wrong book? Like <laughs> I was really confused. And then I realized, no, this was this is just how it ended. So yeah. Well, I just looked up on Amazon. Book two has been out since last year, and then book three just barely came out in February. I'm I'm hoping that there is more in those. I, I put them on my Amazon cart because I'll probably will read them because I'm curious. But, also, I uh, want to really profusely apologize for the fact I was on mute because my roommate brought his dog downstairs and I just realized I wasn't on mute. So I do oh, apologize okay. for that. <laughs> oh no, you, oh, we didn't hear anything. You're fine. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, cool. Does anybody else have anything that they would like to discuss or bring up about this book? I uh, we I don't know if you guys talked about the art yet, but I mean, we hinted at it a little bit. But... Yeah. But I, I, the highlight of this was you really did feel like, I mean, talk about flashbacks to high school, at yeah. least for me. I'm sure for everybody here, mm-hmm. where you just, you get those moments where you're like, oh, I do not fit in with any <laughs> of these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she is so different. And you see all the other kids that are, like, around, cla- like around her where are blonde or redheads and they're mm-hmm. really pretty girls and, you know, guys that are, are kind, they're all... Uh, no one talks to her. She's always kind of on her own. There's no one else. So it was, it, it, I mean, they did a good job illustrating that, that in mm-hmm. of itself, the art is beautiful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I didn't know if that, if you guys had kind of gone more into depth on that. Not really. I mean, I do think that the, um, I think the art is probably what shines. And like, I don't think it's necessarily badly written. I think it's just too short. And I think that I, I'm, I want to see what else happens. Um, and I kind of wish this was all together. Um, but I mean, for whatever reason, it's being released the way that it is. And so, I mean, sometimes that's a problem. Uh, but I do think that based on what we have here, I think the art is what really shines. And I think, um, yeah, I think there's a lot more interest that way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just... Well- and did you notice, and I, and I just really picked up on this too, that she, like, the coloring on her is super saturated. Mm-hmm. And the only time she fits in with the background is when she's, like... In that flashback kind of thing? In that flashback kind of yeah. era. Because um, everything else becomes saturated. But when she's in the current time, mm-hmm. everything around her is more dull. Uh, there are certain 
characters that she connects with more, like the one teacher. But if, you, pay, teacher? if you really look, she's yeah. still more saturated than he okay. is. He's, yeah. he's definitely further in, like he's he's more colored than, yeah. than everyone else, but she's but her coloring is still more a little bit more saturated than he is. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm sure there is a commentary intended with that of, mm. you know, what, I mean, part of her identity is wrapped up in her heritage, and that's what, you know, brings her to life and to a certain extent, I guess. I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about what the story is or where it's going to make, you know, assumptions yeah. or thoughts on what it, the meaning of it is. Yeah. Um, I think that's just the biggest frustration is just not quite enough stuff. Do you want to do a score on this one? Yeah. I don't feel like there's enough to create it. Like, yeah, just, that's the problem. I, you know, the art is beautiful. The yeah. art is beautiful, but yeah, it's, it's 60 pages and it, it ends so abruptly that it just feels like you, we'd have to read volume two to be able to, you'd have to read it, I guess at least volume two to be able to give it a, some kind of grade. Yeah. Yeah. It's, sure. There's you, you can't. Yeah. I would say yeah. just no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, okay. that, I think that's fair. Uh, so what else we have left this month? We have um, Moonshot is the only other book that we haven't recorded yet um, for this month. And then, of course, uh, as we said, uh, next month we are going to be doing um, winter-themed books. We're going to be doing Snowpiercer, um, which is a movie and now a TV show. Um, and then Polar and Whiteout and The Coldest City, which is the basis of Atomic Blonde. So we have two movie tie-ins as well. Um, so yeah, so that's what we have. Um, I think with that, we will uh, let this one go. So, uh, thank you for joining us and we will see you all later. Bye. Bye.